Be Thou My Vision. Hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you again on another Thursday night. And boy, I love that song, Be Thou My Vision. We should have the mind of Christ. We should always have our eyes on him. We want him to be always in our sight, our vision. Uh, so great song there. Let's see if I got everything running here tonight. Because um, there's always something. There's always something. Please not let there be anything tonight. I think I got my recorder going. My recorder is going. It is recording. Thank the Lord. Thank you, God, for that. Uh, we got that one running, and we have the Facebook live stream is going on right now, and YouTube, and everybody can hear. <laughs> so welcome here tonight. Um, so tonight we're going to be in the book of Galatians, as you can see from the uh, the title. I'm excited to get started in uh, this new book. Uh, before we get started and all that, of course, we have all the... Uh, I guess the announcements, uh, there's not really announcements to be made, but I just always want to remind people that if you haven't liked, uh, subscribed, so forth and so on, on all the different platforms, why don't you do so today? Um, so you can catch up with all the latest, uh, you go back to all the different archives and go check out those streams. Um, the podcast, uh, so you can go and check it out on podcast.com also on Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, and Apple podcast. Just search for let this mind be in you ministries podcast, and it'll pop right up for you. So you can subscribe there. Also, if you want to go check us out on Facebook, where we're streaming simul simulcasting, I guess that's the word for it, uh, over on Facebook. Uh, if you do, uh, some people don't like Facebook, and hey, I don't blame you, okay? But it's just another way for people to reach out. But if you're on Facebook tonight, uh, or if you want to go check that out, it's at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. You search for that, and you can leave me a message on there. You can leave comments. Uh, it's a little bit easier way of um, getting hold of me fairly quickly. Also, if you want to get a hold of me and you have uh, like maybe some larger files or something like that you'd like to send me or something you would like to talk about, um, you can always reach me at my email. I'll put it out again, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I put that out there for everybody. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always reach me there. And I try to get back as soon as possible. I've, I've been fairly good. So far, uh, God has <laughs> helped on that. All right, so I I'm not been procrastinating. I try to get back as soon as I possibly can and um, answer the questions for anybody that would have some. Okay. Well, I don't I don't really know who all's watching uh, on Facebook, and I see here I'm switching over here. I got three or four. Well, I have uh, Brother Gabriel, Brother Jacob, and Brother Omar. So hello to you guys uh, for joining us. So tonight, let's get started right away. And uh, I wanted to uh, see. We'll just go ahead and just get started, okay? Uh, we're going to keep it going here with the book of Galatians. And like I said, I'm really excited about this. Uh, just for a little bit of background on the book of Galatians. Um, just like just about every Paul... Uh, one of Paul's epistles, uh, his letters to the churches, you're going to see there that this place is not, they have a lot of trouble. They have a lot of problems. They have a lot of things that are going on with um, that local bodies, bodies plural. There's several, as we'll see in a minute. And uh, there, there's those problems that he's addressing. And so those are encouragement to me because I know that 
You know, some of the th- same things that we contend about now and we, we struggle with, you know, just go to the Word of God and there's the answer for it there, okay? And uh, sometimes we may not come to the exact same mind on some things, and that's, well, that's okay. As long as they're not doctrinal issues, they're not something that we can divide over, okay? And we've talked about that numerous times. There's gonna, there's not going to be everything that we are in complete agreement on, Um Good luck trying to find somebody that exactly agrees 100% of the time with you. Um, I was about ready to make a, a uh, marriage joke, but it's uh, not appropriate as far as, you know, your wife doesn't even agree with you at all the time, and you're one flesh, okay? Um, my wife doesn't agree with me. I don't always agree with her. Uh, we try to come together on these things as long as it's not, like I said before, don't compromise on doctrine, okay? But uh, have patience. Have grace, as we've talked about before. Uh, that's Galatians 4, 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Okay? Uh, I, I admonished uh, our local body just this past Sunday that, you know, and it, was a, and it was really talking to me about how sometimes I like to dump the salt in. The Word of God is the salt. Okay? It does preserve. It is, it is powerful. We should go to the God's Word alone in, in, in every matter. Okay? But we just need to make sure that it's always with grace, okay? Just remembering that we also at one point in time needed to be taught, okay? Not everybody starts out where they should be at, and that's okay. Let's just get the mind of Christ, okay? Have patience. As you see, and we talked about in Romans 15, the God of patience, you know, he bore our reproaches for us. He he walked through this life knowing because he was fully God. He is God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, and as he was walking this earth, he knew those reproaches that he would have to take on, but thank God that he bore them for me, okay, and you, and if you're out there right now and you have not come to that decision, um, it's, it's free, it's freely available, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my sins, as the old song goes, okay? All right, so we're going to get started right away. And like, and I just wanted to bring that up, you know, nothing, nothing serious going on. I, there's nothing, any kind of big major issues that I'm tracking on. Uh, you know, if there's disagreements on things, you disagree with something I say, I'm more, I'm more than welcome. I more than welcome questions, comments, and concerns all the time. So we'll take care of it, okay? And uh, that's, that's, that's having the mind of Christ, okay? Let's just have the patience and the, and the grace with each other, okay? All right, uh, we got more people coming in here. The Facebook feed doesn't seem to have very many people on it tonight. Last time, I think we had even more people on Facebook than we did YouTube. But um, I was really going back and forth today. I didn't even post. Usually, I already already knew I was going to be in the book of Galatians, but I kept going back and forth of do I want to start there or do I want to uh, talk about a few things or do I want to do this and this? And, you know, God really just led me to just, Hey, stick with the word, just read the word. And um, so I, I was a little bit late on putting these announcements out. So there's just a few people joining on Facebook live, but uh, I appreciate everybody that does. And, and like I said, you can always go back and watch these. Okay. I see your comment here, uh, Brother Gabriel, and we will get to those uh, comments. And if you do, that's a good way of uh, introducing. So if you're listening live right now on 
YouTube or Facebook, make sure you write down question or Q and then a colon or something like that and then write a question. Or if you want to just make a comment to me, make sure you you call it out by making start it out by saying comment or C colon and then I'll know it's for me, okay? And then I'll try to address it at the end, okay? And that way we can kind of get this flowing a little bit. And so like I just don't want to make you guys think that I'm ignoring in anybody, okay? And I see a few more people are coming into the YouTube stream. So that's great. Hey, Brother Logan. Good to see you on here, brother. Um, been emailing uh, Brother Logan there back and forth uh, for the past week or so. So good to see you on here. All right. Don't want to leave anybody out. Welcome to every brother and sister watching as well. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Galatians chapter 1. Would you turn over with me now, please, to Galatians 1. Turn in your King James Bible. Follow along. Don't take my word for it. Oh, by the way, before I get started, again, I keep chasing these rabbit trails. Let me go uh, one second here. All right, here they are. These are world famous. I, I'm joking, of course. These are world famous, but these are Mike Flag stickers. And they're actually just regular two-inch by two-inch stickers. Say, let this mind be in you. It's a good reminder if anybody wants a sticker. Now, I understand that the Postal Service, you're going to have to give me your address, and I know that nobody wants to just put that out to everybody, but if you want one of these stickers, it's a two-inch by two-inch sticker, and they're really nice. They're vinyl. It's a really high quality. In fact, I don't really kind of want to tell you what I paid for per sticker, because <laughs> some of you brothers and sisters out there know um, how much this, I spent on this, but... Uh, um, I wish I had a different camera angle. I could zoom right in, but they're really high quality. And if you want one, go ahead and email me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Give me either a PO box or something like that. And I will send this to you. No charge. I'll pay for the stamp. I paid for the sticker, but I just want you to remember to have this mind, have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. And, uh, as a daily reminder, just to remember what we're supposed to be walking in, walking in the spirit, the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit. Okay. That's the mind, mind, body, and soul. We are created in his image, mind, body, and soul. I just wanted to mention that these are two inch by two inch stickers, high quality stickers. I feel like I'm giving a commercial, but a commercial that I'm not getting paid for and that I'm paying all the money out to send these to you. But I really want to send these to you. I have about, uh, Mm, I probably have about 30 or so left. So first come, first serve. And if there's a big demand, which, <laughs> you know, if there's a big demand, there's a big demand. Uh, but uh, if there's a big demand, then I will uh, order more. No big deal. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I will answer this question right now. These uh, You can put these stickers anywhere. I put it on my coffee mug. Uh, so as I'm reading my Bible in the morning or something like that, or as I'm drinking my coffee, there is a reminder, let this mind be in you. Always a constant reminder. If you put them on your car, uh, I don't think they'll, they'll hold up to the weather, brother Gabriel. So I will answer that question right now because it's pretty timely, but, uh, yeah, they're only two inch by two inch as well, but, uh, you know, you can put them anywhere. You can put them on your refrigerator, anywhere that would be a good reminder. You know, we always remember to go to the word of God. But uh, just remember who we have in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Father in us all, the Holy Spirit that's in every single one of us, we're to have his mind. 
Okay. Let this mind means to allow. We still have this wicked, rotten flesh, this corruptible flesh that has not been redeemed yet. And so we just need to tamp it down. We need to not quench the spirit, as the Bible says. Okay. We need to stir up the gift of God. And the only way to do that is get in his word and let this mind be in you. Okay. That's a quick plug. Let's get into Galatians chapter one. Galatians chapter one. And uh, we'll mint with the first and foremost, Paul, an apostle. This should have gave you guys plenty of time to turn your Bibles yourself. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Now, we notice here right away, Paul, again, is, is coming right out and saying an apostle, not called of men. Okay, there is no more apostles. I just want to make that very clear. There are no more apostles. Those were a, that was a certain specific dedicated group of men um, that were called out by God himself. They had to have seen God, and they had to be personally called by God, Jesus Christ. Okay, so when Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, uh, he was called to be an apostle, as we'll see here later on. My dog is now in the studio, and now she's gone. <laughs> All right. But uh, not of men, as it says, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Now, I have a little bit of a side study here that I did when I noticed this, because I want to do this later on, who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, some people have done this kind of study, but I really wanted to go to God's word and, and see this. But if you want to see the Godhead and how that they are separate, distinct, but at the same time one, which, you know, wrap your brain around that, but three separate members, distinct members, coexistent, co-equal, the whole nine yards, that's Philippians 2. Boy, it's really there in Philippians 2 and all over the, all over the Bible. But in several different places, each of the three members of the Godhead raised Jesus from the dead. He said he would raise himself. And he's not a liar. He did raise himself. He said the Father raised him to the glory of God the Father. And then it also says that the Spirit raised him from the dead. Uh, I want to give you some verses here. We're not going to have time to go to everything. Let's look at Romans 8, because we just came from Romans. Look at Romans 8 and verse 11. Turn over to Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, and you'll see that. But if the Spirit of him... Spirit is capitalized here because it is indeed talking about the Spirit, Holy Spirit. By the way, go up to verse 9. Let's start reading there. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Uh-oh, here it comes. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, there's not two Holy Spirits. Careful, careful out there. There's not two Holy Spirits. There's only one Christ Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. It says, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, if you have not been redeemed, if you have not been quickened, as it says in Ephesians chapter 2, you need to get that settled tonight. He's call, he calls all men. The Spirit draws men to salvation. Hitting them over and over and over again with the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's pricking the heart of a man. And uh, I think it's interesting how we, we're talking about Paul here on the road to Damascus. It's hard. It, God says, Jesus says to Paul, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Well, his heart was being pricked right at that moment. And so 
Same with those that are out there that have not been saved. You have not come to the end of your own self-righteousness and come and say of a contrite heart and a repentant heart with godly sorrow to understand that, yes, nothing you can do is good enough to get to God. Nothing. He paid the price. He died. He was buried. He rose again, as we're talking about right now, for you. Okay? He made a show of them openly as we did that study in Colossians. Man, that's such a great verse. But he, he made a show of death, made a show of them openly. Amazing. And if Christ be in you, there it is, verse 10, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Go to John chapter 14 if you want to see dwelleth. I have that video here. I have that study here on uh, Let This Mind Be In You. You can go and watch it. When it says that Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead, he tells them that all three are dwelling with them at that point. It says Jesus. It says the Father dwells, dwelleth with you. It also says the Spirit dwelleth with you. Okay. Go, go, go back and study that uh, or watch that on your own. Go to the Word of God and uh, for the explanations on things, okay? I see a few more people have come into Facebook. That's awesome, okay? All right, so that's one. So Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. We see that. Uh, we see the Father, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 in verse number 10. That's Acts 3. All right, Acts 4. In verse number 10, it says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, every time you see God there mentioned, it always speaks of the Father, every single time, raised from the dead. So we see that God the Father, okay, that's a biblical term. God the Father is absolutely found in, in, in the pages of Scripture, raised him from the dead. And then we see Jesus. We see Jesus, who says in John chapter 10, and some other places, but like I said, I'll, I'll give you all these verses if, uh, well, I'll just say them here at the end. Uh, John chapter 10 and verse 17. Therefore doth my father love me because I uh, lay down my life that I may take it again. No man took Jesus Christ's life. Okay. It's a silly argument when people talk, start talking about, I, I want to preface that. Okay. If you want to argue about who killed Jesus, was it the Jews, was it the Romans, was it all these different people, he allowed, he humbled himself to the cross, okay? There was no man, no mortal man was placing the creator God on that cross. He humbled himself. I lay down my life, he says, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me. There it is. There is in plain English. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Simply saying, I'm, I can lay down my life and I'm going to raise myself back up. Another verse for that, it would be John chapter 2. Just a few pages over. John chapter 2 and verse 19. John chapter 2 and verse 19 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building. And wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. All right, so we see Jesus there. We see uh, the Spirit in Romans 8 and verse 11. 
And we see the father in Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Um, there's a lot of other verses, but 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 9 through 10. And then check it out in Romans 4, verse 24, and Romans 6, 4. Do your own study on that if you want to. I, I There's a lot of different verses in the Bible that prove that. Well, Brother D'Angelo, that has to be a contradiction. Great is the mystery of godliness, okay? God can do all. Look, folks, we believe in an omnipresent God, do we not? Really simple. We believe that because Christ in us, Father is in us all, and it says the Holy Spirit is in us. So I'm here in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania right now with the Holy Spirit of God in me. I've been redeemed, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And if you're out there the same, I don't care where you're at in the world, the same Spirit is in you. We believe in an omnipresent God. We also believe in an all-powerful God. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, okay? Our job is not to understand it fully, you know, like all oh, the nuances of everything. Our job is to have faith. Job. We're, to, we're required to have faith, okay? Have faith in that. Our powerful God, our omnipresent God, can do what he wills. He can be everywhere and in one place at his choosing, Okay? So I just wanted to park there. We only got through one verse. Let's keep going. <laughs> verse number two in Galatians. We're back in Galatians chapter one, verse two. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches, plural, of Galatia. So all throughout that region of Galatia, there was local bodies meeting, several different ones, all a part of the church, which is the body of Christ, the macro. That's the best way I know how to say it. Macro just means the overall, the large uh, so this entire earth, if you are saved, you are in the body of Christ. You are also, as we saw there in Romans, it's also called the church here and in other places. Body and church, called out assembly. We are his body. Okay? But there is local micro bodies all over the place, everywhere. And uh, so we see here this, the same in Galatia. So for if you're out there thinking that there's only one universal church, and um, uh, somebody over in the Vatican City is, is running it as Christ's mouthpiece, so to speak, on this earth. Uh, you're going to have to find that for me in the Bible, okay? Please do. There's all sorts of different places with autonomous local bodies. Verse number three, grace be to you. Man, grace is going to be a theme all the way through the book of Galatians. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Excuse me. We got a little bit of sickness running through the uh, D'Angelo household again. I think it has something to do with children. Children pick up a lot of stuff. My son's always putting stuff in his mouth. <laughs> he can't keep stuff out of there. He's teething. So um, my even being prayer for my wife, especially since she's not feeling great. She had to take a couple hour nap um, when I got home from work. So be in prayer for uh, Sister Kalisha. But uh, anyways, grace be to you. I, like I said, that's going to be a reoccurring thing. Uh, that is going to be a super reoccurring thing all throughout the book of Galatians. And then in verse 4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, turn over with me. I, I wanted to touch on this again. Um, I haven't done a dedicated video to this, but look at the term Abba Father. 
we talked about this when I dealt with prayer, about how prayer is surrendering our will to his. Now, it's a very difficult subject to try to think about because it's like, why do I even need to pray to God if he's already set things in motion? It's the surrendering of our will. Because remember, brethren, sisters, God wants our heart. He chastised the religious crowd because they had all this head knowledge, but in their piety and their Nicolaitan spirit, they were dominating over people, but they didn't have their heart in subject to God. You have to understand what I'm saying. The prayer is the surrendering of our will. That's why one of the first indicators, the immediate indicator at the moment of salvation is a natural crying out, calling upon prayer because it's a, it, it's a natural thing that happens because you're surrendering your will. You have no longer put in your faith in your own righteousness. You're putting it in his. That's the will. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All men. Okay? So that, that starts chopping away at man-made doctrines right there, doesn't it? And that uh, you're probably thinking of a bunch of different things right now about that. But turn over to Mark chapter 14. I haven't done a dedicated study on Abba Father, but Mark chapter 14 is the epitome. Now, people talk about the Lord's Prayer. You know, it, it doesn't. It's not called that. Uh, in I believe in Matthew, and I and also in Luke. I believe uh, there's two accounts of it. It's not called the Lord's Prayer. But if you want to see what your prayer life should look like, look to Jesus Christ. Okay, let this mind be in you right here. Mark chapter 14 and verse number 34. Uh, starting back here and say, and saith unto them, verse number 34 of Mark 14, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. So as you go to God in prayer and think about that, you can think about Abba Father. Now, I mention that because we're going to see this in Galatians, but the, the second time this is mentioned, it's mentioned three times in the Bible, the term Abba Father. The second time we, we covered it in the book of Romans, back in Romans chapter 8. So turn over there quickly. Now, I know these live videos, I've got it set up so you can pause if you need to take some time to turn over there yourself. Please do. Romans 8. In verse 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, that's why I said at the moment of that spirit of adoption, the spirit of Christ comes in you. Okay. At the moment of salvation, you're going to cry, Abba, Father, because it's surrendering your will to his, as I mentioned before. And again, that's why I don't understand the controversy when it comes to Romans chapter 10. You know, I understand the arguments uh, on this hyper-dispensational side, if you want to put a term on it. I understand it, but I don't get it, if that makes sense to you. Because the natural cry of a man that has come to Christ in a broken, contrite heart, in godly sorrow, is going to surrender their will to his. And at that moment, you're going to cry out, Abba, Father. 
Makes sense because you just got adopted into a new family. That's your father. Jesus Christ, the father is in you now. So why would you not cry out to him? (laughs) I don't know how many of you out there have been there for the birth of your child. But upon that first breath, that cry out, you know, obviously, you know, that's the best picture I have. But at that moment of birth, now we know at the moment of conception that that is a human. But at the moment of birth, imagine, just think about it. At your moment of salvation, when Christ saved your wretched soul and pulled you out of the flames of hell and eternity in hell, you cried out, Abba, Father right then and there because it happens at the same time. So I don't know how else more to explain it in love in truth in love and is grace seasoned with salt. That's the best way I know how to season it. I'm not dumping the salt on you right now. Just think about it. When you surrender your will, Abba father last time Galatians chapter four, and we'll get to this once we get over to their, Uh, whenever that is, but Galatians chapter 4 in verse number 6, where it says, And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, And you can find those verses where it says, more than you can even ask or think. He He makes those petitions for you. So even if you don't know what to say, Lord, I surrender. That's the spirit that's within you that will cry out for you and will will make intercession for you. More beyond, as the Bible says, more ask or think. What a mighty God we serve that he didn't leave us alone here. He said, I will come to you in John chapter 14. Amen and amen. All right. So that's the first thing. I just wanted to talk about Abba Father. We have to get a grasp on that, Christian. If you just remembered who you once were, now you remember who you are now. That will drive the self-righteousness out of you because nothing in of, us, of ourselves is any good. It's only Christ in us. That's anything that's good. And uh, just remember that grace, that patience he had with you, that God of patience and consolation. Please remember to have grace and patience with people. Verse number six. I don't think you guys can hear it, but my son is teething. He's sick and he is crying. It's kind of interesting. We're talking about crying Abba father, but <laughs> uh, poor little dude. Anyways, uh, verse number six, I marvel. And this is what I labeled the, uh, the podcast tonight, the stream. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. It was already happening there. There's already people trying to bring people back into the bondage of the law and all these different things. You got to do this. You got to do that. Think about this and you know, you know, this and this and that we've talked about that Romans 14, so forth and so on. We've talked about those things because they still go on today. They still go and happen today. Unfortunately, because until we come into perfectness, okay, until we are caught up out of here or that we close our eyes in death, that's just what we're going to have to do. And that's what we'll have to strive to do. That's why it's called striving together. It's not easy 
in of ourselves. That's why he gave us the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, so that when we surrender our will, we are have no choice but to come together in one spirit because it's his spirit. He's not divided against himself. It's us that get divided against each other because we get in the way. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though, and uh, yeah, just look at that, pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Be careful out there. I'm just not going to mention any names because everybody should already know. Be careful out there when you your leaders say that they got a uh, a vision or a, a word from an angel or so something and so forth and so on. Um, here's, I got a new revelation from this angel. It told me this and everything. Be careful. The Bible says, beware right here. It says, preach unto you, let him be accursed. Don't even have anything to do with that individual. Don't even bid them Godspeed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach another gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Again, an angel, even if you think you see something, you think is an angel, nope. Even if it's a man, if Mike D'Angelo ever starts preaching anybody, anything else than Jesus Christ is God and that he died and buried, was buried and rose again for your sins and mine and that you cannot do anything to earn that, he paid the price. If I start preaching another gospel and I say anything other than that, you need to run away from me. And I'm telling you that right now. Okay, That's why it's the foundation the gospel, don't frustrate the gospel of Christ. We're going to see this in the book of Galatians. They make the, uh, the cross of Christ to none effect. If I ever start doing that, you run away from me. Don't have anything to do with me. And uh, as God is my witness, that's never going to happen because I'm fully persuaded. Uh, so, all right, right here. Here's the persuasion. Verse number 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. If I'm doing this to please anybody out there, that's for the wrong reasons. If I do this for any other reason other than to preach the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't have anything to do with me. Don't watch this channel. Don't listen to any of the podcast. Don't email me. Don't any of that kind of stuff. Unless you're going to be like, hey, you said something and try to have a little bit of grace for me. But if you admonish me a couple times and I would just, I'm just adamant, no, there's another way other than Jesus Christ. Leave me alone. You need to leave. And uh, so I don't do this to please men. I don't. No man, by the way. I just want to make that very clear. Here it is. Verse number 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He got this. Paul, because he's an apostle and because of what he was given to give to us, the dispensation I was given to you word, as it says, 
He was given that directly by Jesus Christ. He wasn't taught uh, because he had all the religious training you could possibly think of. Uh, you want to talk about a bunch of doctoral uh, things on your wall, like a bunch of degrees and you know, master of you know, so like all these different things. He had it all. The Apostle Paul was very learned. This was learned of Jesus Christ himself. For ye have heard of my conversation. Now, that's all verse 6 through 12. Just look at that and read it, read it, ponder it, and read it again. Because Paul's about ready to give you the example of grace right here. He's going to give you his story, his account of grace. And here it is, verse number 13. This will be quick, and we'll finish up and wrap up for tonight. For ye have heard of my conversation. That means his lifestyle, everything he was doing. In time past, in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. He was zealous in that. He thought he was doing the right things. He was going to be one of those ones one day that said, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied in thy name? Haven't we done many mighty works? Man, I was throwing all these people in prison and you know, having them killed and tortured and wasted it. He was just, he was just getting after the, the, uh, the New Testament church there. And it and in profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation. He was above everybody. Not only was he very learned, but he was famous for doing this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pick a sports star. Pick the biggest uh, star that you can think of. And by star, I mean, it's a ridiculous word. But just think of the most famous person right now that you know of. That was Paul, okay? In the nation of Israel, among the Jews, he was it. Now, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. So not only was he one of the Jews, not only was he learned, but he was zealous in it, like I said. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, the Father, all the fullness of the Godhead, however you want to talk about it, uh, was right there and said, Paul, Paul, right? well, at that time, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou the church? Well, kind of said that, but he says in the King James, it says, Paul, Paul, or Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, folks. It's his body here on this earth until he catches us away, his bride. To reveal his son in me, there it is again, verse 16, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, being in Damascus, excuse me again, Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James, the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. Afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea. There's churches again, plural, which were in Christ. 
but they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed, and they glorified God. Remember when I talked about God, it's always speaking of the Father, in me. That's the book, that's the first opening lines of the letter to the churches in Galatia. Galatians chapter 1. So we'll start uh, back up next time in Galatians chapter 2. We'll have about 15 minutes here, and I'll go back through all these comments and uh, questions and everything and try to address them. And uh, so while you're thinking about that, uh, you can also put some down and just make sure you, you know, will cue, colon, ask a question if you're asking it of me. And same thing for a comment, C, colon, because I know there's only limited amount of space. I'm going to start over here on Facebook. Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to start over here on Facebook and see if anybody, there's quite a few people that have joined and, and left and joined and left. Uh, but we have about three or four people here right now. And no questions have been asked. Uh, but I do see... I don't know if they're still on here. Everybody that comes up on this feed here. So uh, I see some friends from work. I see some friends from the Gulf Coast, which, by the way, I'll be down there in a couple weeks. Time is coming quickly when this uh, I'll have to shut this down for about a week or so um, when we move. I see my brother, brother Adam Fairchild and young Matthew Antonacio. Up there in New Jersey, Sister Joe Clark, uh, another brother from uh, work, and Brother Morris and, Chris and Sister Christina. Good to see you guys, uh, if you're still on here. If you are, drop a line, drop a little uh, comment, like, share, subscribe. All right, let's go over here to uh, YouTube. Seems to be a little bit more comments here. I see uh, Brother JT. Hello, Brother Mike. Hello to you, sir. My brother in Christ. Okay. Our first comment here is Brother Gabriel. Let me read it real quick. Yeah, he's just sitting, uh, leaving a comment here. If there's a Bible doctrine that relates to salvation, then you have to contend for the faith and not to compromise. But there's other things that you can get too hung up on. I agree. Um, you know, not that we shouldn't, you know, everything in the Word of God is important, okay? Um, so don't take that the wrong way. When I say I agree with that, I do absolutely agree with that. Um, I don't. There's a lot of things that I will not separate from people over uh, that they may separate from me over, and you know that's that, that is what it is. Uh, but I try to have the grace and grace and patience and try to teach men because, folks, not a lot of people have been taught the Bible. Um, that is severely lacking in um, modern day. Um, I was going to mention something here. Uh, look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, especially when you're dealing with uh, when it says removed, so soon removed. I looked that up, and it was talking about to change, and one of the definitions of removed is to fall away. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, of course, we know in the end times, perilous times will come. You know, uh, men, you know, talks about the falling away. But uh, it really made me uh, think about 2 Timothy chapter 3. So read that sometime when you're reading along. Uh, when you're reading back over in Galatians chapter 1. 
look at Second Timothy chapter three because it mentions a lot of different things, perilous times, and men will be backbiters, lovers of themselves, and so forth and so on. And we're like, oh yeah, that's what the world is. But folks, the world has always been that way. I do think for instruction and in righteousness, of course, it is talking about the world, uh, but it also is talking about those within the body of, of believers that we can get that way very quickly. Okay, so let's not be puffed up. Uh, just please, brothers, uh, if, you, if you, you find yourself like I do all the time, unfortunately, you find myself getting boasted up and proud about something that I know that somebody else don't know, you know, just have patience with people because just teach them. Okay. Now, if you're, you're teaching somebody and you're teaching them and then they're just adamant against it and it is clear speaking from the, uh, the scriptures, then you're going to have to make uh, the spirit will definitely tell you when it's time to move on. I found that to be the case over and over again. So, oh, uh, Sister Lizzie's here. Hello. Uh, here's another comment. John three verse sixteen proves that the Father sent Jesus to die, and that it wasn't Jews or Romans. God had a plan for mankind, and uh, talking about the Lamb for a sacrifice. Yeah, that's Amen. Uh, I see your comment there, um, Brother JT. Uh, let's see. Come up, up, uh. All right, uh, here's a comment. It says something to the effect of God doesn't hear the prayers of lost people, so the only way for someone to call on the name of the Lord to be saved is that he or she believes in Jesus, that he died for them. So like at the moment of salvation, that's why it's necessary, because if you're still rooted in your own self-righteousness, you're not going to call out. And even if you do in your own self-righteousness, so it, it gets to that point. It becomes very pharisaical, the, you know, the Pharisee, the scribe, and uh, the, and the, uh, the publican, and the, and the Pharisee. Uh, kind of a situation that Pharisee was praying to God, but didn't go walk away justified. Jesus said that the the publican who cried out, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, um, came to that realization and knew that right away. And the Lord said that he walked away justified. Now, again, Jesus Christ had not been, uh, had not died on the cross yet, death of the testator and so forth and so on. But I believe that that man was justified for that time and went to paradise, Abraham's bosom. Just as he said, justified in that belief. See, God wants the heart. Even back then, still wanted the heart. Uh, okay, <laughs> I see a couple comments in here. Uh, bu, bu, bu. I'm trying not to have dead air here. I'm just trying to skim down through here. Uh, Brother JT, I see your comment about uh, try to use verses 6 to 10 to show that the gospel has always been the same. So I'm trying to trying to read it if you would type that out again if you have a, a have a comment i know it gets cut off it does it hmm, where does it pick back up i guess is what i'm asking the next the next comment or what 
because I see the one about uh, you're talking about using verses six through ten, and then is it the next comment? Galatians is is they were deceived by the law keepers. I don't know if you're still on here or not, but yeah, that's I I'm in agreement. That's the different gospel was trying to uh, place works in of that time, which means uh, they were trying to bring them back under the law there. That's an interesting point. So uh, there's a comment here by Brother Gabriel that talks about that the uh, verse 24 of Galatians 1 describes how humble Paul was, and they glorified God in me. He didn't take the glory. Yeah, amen. He gave the glory to the Lord, and that is how we as believers should act. That's, a, that's absolutely right. Um, the end of chapter one is a good passage about a changed life that Christ gives us all. They heard how Paul used to persecute the church, but now God had saved him. That's right. You know, it's, it's kind of like one of those examples that just like, almost like a, yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's a big example of, of a, a definite changed life. Um, but when we pass from death into life, that's a huge, that's a huge change regardless of when that comes in, even somebody that's not well-known or whatever, like Paul was, but I get what you're saying there. And I, and I got you, brother JT. I, I, I saw that back there talking about the preaching of a different gospel. So, but yeah, absolutely. All right. So that was a, uh, a good introduction to the book of Galatians. Were it not for grace, I'm not, don't worry. I'm not going to start singing sister Lizzie. <laughs> I'm not going to start singing, but I always kind of want to, every time I hear grace, you know, were it not for grace, where would I be? Boy, that's a, that's a great song that it talks about, it, but you can go to Word of God right here. Paul's saying the same thing. Were, were it not for grace, he would, you know, at that time, he wouldn't be in prison or wherever he was, shipwrecked or wherever Paul was. He would still be Saul and he would still be persecuting the church. Were it not for grace. Absolutely. Brother Tim is saying, sing. No. <laughs> no. No. Maybe one day, uh, as the Spirit leads, um, I might bust out with a, a couple different lines. Uh, I, first of all, I'm, I'm not, my voice is not that great right now. I got a good radio voice going on because my, I'm, <laughs> I'm sick, so... Yeah, it starts out. I got the. I pulled up the lyrics to the song. Time measured out my days. Life carried me along, and that's a uh, really good. Uh, a lot of that. A lot of that song is. It's excellent. Were it not for grace, I can tell you where I'd be, wandering down some pointless road to nowhere, with my salvation up to me. See, if it was up to me, I'd we'd just be all wandering, lost, just wandering through this life thinking that anything that we could do, oh man, if I just do this one good thing, that's going to get me, that's going to get me to Christ. That's going to get me saved right there. If I just do this, I do that, I do this. I do, no. Come to the end of your self-righteousness. There's nothing good in you. Paul, if you want to talk about a religious man, Paul was it when he was Saul. He was the religious of religious. I just got done reading it. 
it's not about the head knowledge. It's about a surrendered will, the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter. By the way, Christian, once you are saved, you have to tamp down that flesh all the time through the power of the Spirit, because if not, you'll get in that same spirit, pharisaical spirit. You'll get into it. I'm preaching to me. I'm looking at myself in the mirror right here. You do all the time, Michael. You do. You think you're like, wow, I can't believe that. I, man, I can't believe that. Per-. Such were some of you. That's me. How can I think that anything good in me? Well, I have this figured out. God has really showed me this. He's really taught me. Okay, well, great, Michael. Go teach others. So for so long, I didn't want to. I mean, I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do some sort of online kind of ministry or some podcasts and different things like that. I was just like, you know, well, they'll figure it out, you know. I, but as we are taught, if we're being faithful, I'm going to turn over there right now. I'm going to read this to you. Paul tells Timothy, okay? So Timothy was making elders. He was going into all these different churches and finding elders, uh, can make sure that they were of the faith and they were, you know, following the faith. Um, the men within that, the local men, the faithful men within that body would then see what they're marching orders were, so to speak, because we're about to give some marching orders because he's talking about soldiers. Here it is. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Right off the bat, grace. There it is again. And the things, this is Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. If you're learning, if you've been taught, teach others. If you've been learning, you've been taught, teach others. Come alongside somebody and teach them. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Oh boy. So, Michael, looking at you. Were it not for grace, don't get that spirit within you where you think that you got this figured out and everything's good, because I so do it. I do it all the time. Brothers and sisters, let me be honest and very upfront and open with you that in me there's no good thing. Oh, wretched man that I am, I do that all the time. Why do you think I preach about it all the time? Why do you think I, I harp on it all the time? It's a sin that does easily beset me, for sure. It's the pride that just comes welling up in me. Every single time, I try, but in and of myself, I can't tamp it down. I have to be surrendered. That's why Paul, when he prays, for these churches as we were reading through and uh, as a local body here and studying about what prayer is, he's praying that for them. And he says for them to pray that about him, that he'd be surrendered to his will. It's amazing. You can't do that in of yourself. You have to have, you have to have, you have to have the spirit of Christ just completely dominating you. Let this mind Allow this mind to be in you. Let this mind be in you. That's the, that's the heart. That is the desire of this just wicked man that's sitting in front of you that's only been saved by grace. Now, we have joy now. We don't dwell in the fact that we still have this corruptible flesh. 
We have joy now. Don't think it's all doom and gloom. We have joy because one day this corruption will put on incorruption and we are out of here. And that's why do you think we're so excited? We're going to be together, all of us together. The macro body, the church. That's why I love, if, if possible, getting together with local believers. Just have patience and have grace. Be patient, have grace, because there's going to be a lot of stuff out there because brothers and sisters, people are not taught the word of God anymore. They are not. These are truly the last days. The famine that it talks about, I believe in Amos, of the word of God is already started. There's a dearth. There's a dearth, meaning there's just a drought of it. So when you are filled with that living water that the Bible talks about, the Holy Spirit, Give some people something to drink, okay? Share it. Have patience, because people are just starving and thirsty everywhere. Saved, you know, you know they, they've come to the end of themselves. They are born again, but they're stuck in just all this foolishness, all of it. And they're hurting. Have grace, have patience, because the God of patience had patience with you. I wasn't always... Uh, Trust me, I wasn't always, uh, you know, studied and learned on different Bible doctrines. I had to be taught. (laughs) I had to have, somebody had to have patience with me. Um, I've been off in left field. I've been off in right field. I've been all over the place sometimes. And it's like God was just crushing me over and over and over again through good men that came alongside and said, you know, Michael, what are you, hey, let's go to the word of God. Let's see what it says. And they drove me to the word of God, both locally and online, believe it or not. So anyways, I went off on a huge tangent. Ooh, and we're almost at 10 o'clock. And let's see. I see a couple more. Well, sing. You know, I saw that already, Brother Tim. No. <laughs> uh, and well, that's true. Uh, Brother Tim says, best part about singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, the voice never sounds bad. Yeah, but I don't want to subject you guys to that. I I sing all the time at the top of my lungs. I don't care what my voice sounds like. I really don't. Um, But I just don't want to subject people on YouTube to that and all over the place. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Walking down some pointless road to nowhere With my salvation up to me I know how that would go Yes. Yeah, the battles I would face, forever running, but losing this race, were it not for grace. And that's it. That's all I'm singing tonight. So there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay, now we're going to start. They can't rightly divide. Yep. Somebody said I almost sounded like a charismatic preacher. We want to, we want to get out of here. Somebody say amen. Well, somebody say amen. <laughs> and that's going to, we're going to wrap it up before I get too silly. And, uh, but I had a great time tonight. Remember, remember God's grace. I marvel. I can't imagine, like Paul thinking to himself, I marvel that you're so soon removed. I just, but brethren, isn't that us? We're so quickly removed. We fall away or we change that we just get away from that. Remember grace. Remember, remember grace. 
Well, I appreciate it. All praise and honor and glory to the Lord. Somebody said that my voice sounded good. <laughs> so in God's ears, if it's for, done for Christ, it's always a uh, good thing. Okay. Make a melody in our heart. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So maybe some other time I'll break out with it, but uh, I just can't get that song out of my head. I can't get the thought out of my head going through the book of Galatians. But Paul was pressing that local New Testament church to just remember grace because they were so soon removed. So join me next time here on Let This Mind Be In You. Don't forget, if you want to email me and you want one of these and you don't mind sending me your address, I will send you one of these stickers. Two inch by two inch sticker. It's pretty, it's vinyl, it's very good quality. And I will send that to remind you to let this mind be in you. Share the program, share this ministry, both on Facebook, YouTube, in your local body, wherever you're at. Okay, share this ministry. I just want to drive people to the Word of God to have this mind, okay? The mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit that's in us, okay? Christ in us, the hope of glory. I just wanted to thank you for uh, taking time out of your uh, busy nights, and uh, I know it's late, uh, depending on where you're at in the world, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and get off here tonight. I had a great time. Study the book of Galatians. Read through it. Uh, If you can join me next time, we'll be prepared together, okay? Come ready. Love you in the Lord. Have a great night. Were it not for grace, amen and amen. Love you all in the Lord. God bless you.